Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians, we're talking the long overdue and welcome NHL call-up of Joel Teasdale to the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to talk Yuri Slavkovsky, and we're going to talk goalies and more inside today's show. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 821 of Locked on Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. I am your host. I am Scott Matla. And as always, this is Locked on Canadians, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. Thank you for listening wherever you get your daily podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for subscribing. Please make sure you ring the bell to get notified every time we post a new episode. And the Canadians, we're traveling today. And that usually means news is hit or miss, intermittent. Uh, after a big night for the Laval Rocket at Plus Bell against the Scranton Wilkesbury Penguins, Wilkesbury Scranton, one of the two, the other Pitts, the other Pennsylvania flightless bird team. And no, I don't mean the Flyers. They've been flightless for years. The Canadians made their roster move today ahead of the game against the Islanders on Wednesday. And I kind of expected, you know, Corey Schooneman, one of Raphael Harry-Pinard, Yessi Alonin, and Anthony Richard to maybe get a call up to fill those spots back in. And instead, what happened was a little bit of a surprise. They recalled Frederick Allaire, who they had acquired at the trade deadline for Nate Schnarr from L.A., and Allaire is an interesting case because he hasn't been able to really crack the Rocket lineup because the Rocket defense has been playing so well. And that's not really his fault. Uh, Jaden Struble coming in and being as good as he has been is a huge benefit to the Canadians. William Trudeau still being very good. Matthias Norlinder taking steps forward. Tori Dello being healthy makes it a crowded room. So letting him be called up, he'll play his first game at the Bell Center like they against the Bruins on Thursday before they go down uh, back to the AHL is, you know, it's nice. It's a little bit. I don't expect Allaire to be re-signed in the offseason. I wouldn't be shocked if he is, but I wouldn't be surprised they let him walk because not the end of the world. The other call-up they made, they did not call up Yelona. They did not call up Richard. They did not call up Harvey Pinard. They didn't even call up Caden Primo, and we'll talk about goalies at the end of the show here a little bit because I have some thoughts on that. The Canadians called up forward Joel Teasdale from the Laval Rocket, and I got to say, it's been a long time since I've been this happy for a player, and there's good reason for this. Joel Teasdale has gone through a mountain of Personal adversity is what I'm going to call it here. He was uh, signed as an overager coming out of the QMJHL. He uh, led the Naranda Huskies to a Memorial Cup and a QMJHL championship, I believe. And then he missed his entire first season of hockey. He came off a serious knee injury 
and he missed the, it was an off season workout, kind of a freak thing. Did not play in the 1920 season, zero games came back in and then had the, you know, 20, 2021 season, which was the, uh, bubble year for the Laval rocket inside the Canadian division there. And he was part of a line with Ryan Paling and I believe Joe Blandese, who put together a really strong showing for the Rocket in a team that won a North or Canadian division title. He ended up missing the final few games of that year due to another serious knee injury. And he would miss the start of next season, the 2021-2022 season, where the Rocket went on their deep, deep playoff run. And he was a big part of their offense down the stretch when they needed him. He ended up with 28 points in 44 games. A pretty solid showing for for Teasdale there. And yes, he's on the older side. He's 24 years old. And then this year with the Laval Rocket, 57 games, 23 goals, 15 assists, 38 points, playing all over the lineup. With the Rocket as heavily loaded as they were going into last game against the Penguins, he was playing on the fourth line as a 20-goal guy with Gabriel Bork, who is the team captain right now. And Teasdale is a big part of the reason why the Rocket are even in a playoff hunt right now. With Harvey Pinard and Yelonen called up and Richard called up and then missing bodies due to injury all over the place and other players slumping or not being able to produce at the same rate, Teasdale really stepped it up in the early weeks and months of 2023 and put this team on his back and played really, really well for them Went on an, he was almost unplayable. Like you could not stop him from scoring in games. He did nothing but produce big goals for them. And he crossed that 20 goal plateau, which I am happy to see that he's a guy who's battled through these knee injuries and is still an effective player. And the thing is he stands five foot 11, according to elite prospects. But he's stout. He's mean. He holds his ground well around the net. And I I am very happy to see this. And it's the end of the season for the Canadians. They're not going anywhere. Not doing anything miraculous. These last two games, which I assume he is suited up against the Islanders. And then he will get to make a Bell Center debut as a member of the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday against the Boston Bruins. And yeah, they may lose both those games, but it's the little things about rewarding someone for their efforts Uh, on defense. I wouldn't have been opposed to seeing a William Trudeau get a call up here. He's played really well for the rocket all season. At the same time, I get that they're trying to keep that group and that core together because they want to have, because they play Wednesday against the Toronto Marlies, the Toronto Marlies who are the top team in the division. They want to keep their big, big guns there. And yeah, Joel Teasdale is part of that. He scores a lot of goals for the Rocket, but he earned this chance. He really did. And this is not to say Harvey Pinard and Jesse Alonen did not earn their chances and aren't worthy of playing these final two games. They are. But this is Kent Hughes and the Canadians doing right by this player. They've done everything asked of them and then some. And I think this is one of those big moments He's earned the right to take that rookie lap to put on the CH sweater for the first time in a regular season game and have that moment. And I am so, so excited for him. And our friend of the show, Checktacular on Twitter, I know is going to be absolutely beside herself 
being a big Huskies fan and knowing, you know, the path that Joel Teasdale has taken here to the NHL. And honestly, I got to say, I'm all about it. It's a lost season, but it doesn't have to be lost on things that are fun. And Joel Teasdale isn't the only one, you know, who's making a return to the ice or earning this spot here. Yaroslavkovsky is back around the ice a little bit. We're going to put on our hindsight goggles and we're going to talk about his rookie season and that's all coming up next. But first, I got to tell you, trying to buy tickets for a game sometime is a nightmare. Trying to get them last minute. Hey, we're going to the game. Let's meet up and have drinks. Trying to get a good deal for you and friends or family members to go and do this. It doesn't have to be stressful. It shouldn't be stressful. And with game time, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, and you can get killer deal on last-minute tickets and their, best, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and get hyped for the fun you are about to experience. You can get flash deals, last-minute ticket sales, and they're easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event. You want to go see a show at the theater? You're not sure about tickets? Game Time's got you covered. You want to go see one of the final NHL games of the year? Game Time has you covered. Baseball season then full swing. They've got you covered. And folks, game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. You don't got to plan months in advance. If you want to go spur of the moment, game time has you covered right up to the day of the event. And so right now, snag the tickets without all the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code lockdown NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account, redeem code lockdown NHL. For $20 off. Just download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. And I got to say, you know, there's a lot better news than I was anticipating coming down the pipeline today. No, you know, the Canadians are still bad. No, they're not guaranteed the first overall pick. Yeah, the Leafs might win around. It's all, it's all pretty you know standard there. Yuri uh, Slavkovsky has been back on the ice. He is starting to skate again as he recovers from his lower body injury. Clearly, there was not a quicker recovery here, and I think the Canadians took their time with this. It would have been nice to see him with the Laval Rocket for this playoff run here, potential playoff run here, I should say. But I'm glad they're taking time here. He's probably not going to Worlds because he is, in fact, recovering from this injury, which is, it's a little bit frustrating because he thrives on that stage. And I think it'd be a good confidence builder for Slavkowski to get back and play there with his fellow countrymen. I assume maybe Philip Mashar will go if he is out of the OHL playoffs by then. I assume we'll see like Dalibor Dvorsky potentially there. However, you know, we are what two, three months removed from his uh, lower body injury suffered against the Islanders. Ironically enough, I'm going to go. And these are, these are the hindsight goggles here for everyone at home. Yes. Enjoy that screenshot forever because it's, it is quite funny. Let's be honest here. And my question becomes, did the Canadians handle his rookie season properly? And my first thought is, him coming over to North America always should have been the plan. 
I think with where the Canadians thought they were going to be in this season, him coming to North America made the most sense. And that I thought he could be eased into this lineup. There's no way that everything terrible is going to happen again. Exactly. It, It wasn't great. And I'm... I'm wondering, though, if not for anything else, if he should have gone to the AHL this year. And my thought is, I absolutely think that should have been the right plan. And I think there was a point in time, and I want to say it was the end of November, early December, with World Juniors right around the corner, that they were looking at this. Whether or not Stefkowski will go to World Juniors, or if he should, you know, go to the AHL. And I swear that we were on the cusp of it. Laura and I were continually panicking about this. And that, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And then I believe there was just a rash of injuries where they then could not send him down. They didn't have the ability to do so because they didn't have anyone else in the lineup. Caulfield was still healthy, but I believe Hoffman was out with an injury. Armia was out with an injury. Um, they didn't have some of their AHL guys healthy either. They were also injured. They didn't have real options. So my thought was, I think they were very close to sending him down. And in hindsight, yes, hindsight again, that is what this whole thing is. This is not to say, ah, this is what I wanted. I, cause I'm sure if you listen back, I said they should have kept him in the NHL. Let him learn at the NHL level. But if they're going to play him eight minutes a night, like Shane Wright was doing, then send him down. I, I'm curious what that would look like for both the Rocket and for, you know, everything in a whole as a whole here, because it feels honestly that it would have been a great fit. It would have given them the confidence in there because I watch Emil Heinemann right now coming over from Sweden where he had he struggled in his in his time in Sweden there in this season. He has the talent to be offensively capable did not produce that same level, has come over to the Rocket and is playing at a point-per-game pace. His streak of points ended in the last game, but he looks like a rejuvenated player. And a part of Slavkovsky's game is it's playing with confidence. And I do wonder, hey, like they did with Caulfield when they sent him down, but I also think that was Dominique Ducharme kind of being stupid, is go rebuild your game a little bit. And then injuries, unfortunately, took a toll on the Canadians and they had to call him back up. But... I can't help but think a little confidence boost there. Go and, you know, play two weeks worth of games with the Rocket. Usually five or six games in that time span. And then we'll bring you back up and put you back in the lineup here. Or you can go to World Juniors. If he was in the AHL, I have no doubt in my mind that Uri Stefkowski would have gone to World Juniors. But he wasn't because of injuries. And the Canadians really couldn't afford to spare him because they didn't have any spare bodies without stripping the rocket down to the studs, basically more so than they already had. If, if I had had my way now looking back at it, yeah, probably some AHL time, but with the way the injuries just shook out this season, it's such a freak occurrence that I do not think they could have ever predicted this. And that unfortunately it probably hampered their development plans for Slavkovsky. 
He hasn't changed who he is as a player. He can still shoot the puck. He can still use that frame. He's learning, and he is a project player. We knew he was going to be a project at first overall there. But I think he's still going to turn out all right. And I look at this lineup next year and go, there is an opportunity for him here. And also, you know, he might play some AHL games next year too. There's no shame in that. Because we assume Rafael Harvey-Pinard and Jesse Alonen have claimed NHL spots. I I don't think that's far-fetched to think that. And unless they shed some of these other bodies here, a Rem Pitlick, a Yoel Armia, a Mike Hoffman, etc., you don't want to play him eight minutes a night. And other people have waiver opportunity or have waiver exemptions expiring. So I would be unsurprised to see him play some AHL games next year. Not a lot, just some. It would not be surprising to me. Just so, so much to go over on that because, and we will do more season reviews when the season is over as a whole, but I know this has been a hot topic of conversation around here and also a hot topic of conversation around the NHL and everywhere else. The Leafs and their goaltending. What is going on with that? And can the Canadians do something with that for their final two games? I'll talk about that more coming up next. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. And when we, well, no, tomorrow's Wednesday. Not, I have my days all thrown off here. We're going to talk goalies a little bit here because Toronto has put together an extremely unique situation here. And it would be me as a fan going, wow, that's cheating what they're doing. Honestly, it's kind of smart, even if it's biting them on the butt a little bit in that Toronto purposely created their own emergency situation in which they did not recall Joseph Wool. They called up Wayne Simmons and created space to sign Matthew Nyes to his entry-level contract. They wanted to then use an emergency call-up on Joseph Wall to back up Ilya Samsonov uh, in what would have been that game, I believe, against the Canadians because Nyes signed the next day and they created the cap space for that. And the league said no because Toronto could have called up Wall and opted to instead sign Nyes and recall Simmons, etc. And they went, absolutely not. And then, of course, the whole Jed Alexander thing happened. It was cool. Against the Panthers the other night, they were still not allowed to call up Joseph Wool because they created their own emergency situation and signed another ATO goaltender um, to back up in that game. From the OHL and ATOs can only last one game in the NHL. You are there as an emergency option, like emergency, emergency option tonight playing against Tampa Bay. This being Tuesday night, they were finally allowed to recall wool because Ilya Samsonov is not healthy enough to play. He was banged up against the Habs and he played through the Panthers game. Definitely not healthy. And they now have another ATO goalie from the Windsor Spitfires backing him. Up, Joseph Wall up tonight in Tampa Bay. It's a very unique situation, and honestly, it's pretty ingenious until the NHL said, no, 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 I don't think so on that, because it's very obvious what they're doing. It's not against the rules, 
But the NHL saw right through the loophole they were trying to just thread the needle through there. And my question is, why don't the Canadians do this? Jake Allen is clearly not healthy enough to play. And my thought with this is, and the biggest reason why I don't think they've done this, is because they don't want Caden Primo going up and down. They want Primo to play on Wednesday night against Toronto. The Marlies, that is. Not the Leafs, the Marlies. They want him there. They have been trusting him to win those games for them. It's why Teasdale and Allard came up instead of Shuteman or Trudeau or anyone else uh, in the forward group there because they want to keep those big names there to win this game. And my thought is Jake Allen is healthy enough to travel, probably healthy enough to do warm-ups, definitely not healthy enough to play. Or else I assume he would have started one of these games down the stretch here. So my question is, if Jake Allen isn't healthy, what can the Canadians do? Without recalling Caden Primo. And their options are twofold. Well, three, depending on if they go the Leafs route and create their own emergency. But Primo is available and they have the cap space for it. So I don't think that one counts as an emergency. The first thing they can do is take someone on an AHL deal right now and turn that into an NHL contract and say, sit on the bench, don't do anything stupid. They have three goaltenders on AHL deals right now. Joe Verbatic, who is one of their own prospects, Kevin Poulin, Philippe DeRosier. Jakob Dobish is signed to an entry-level deal starting next year and is on an ATO with the Rocket right now. And Caden Primo obviously has an NHL contract. Out of all of those, I'd be interested to see if they would promote somebody. Do you call up Verbatic and say, sit on the bench? Do you call up Poulin, sit on the bench, and have Dobish be the backup? Or Philip DeRosier, who ironically took uh, Samuel Montembeau's job in the minors years ago uh, with the Springfield Thunderbirds, which would be a very fun reunion for that. And their other option, as far as I can tell, would be to sign Frederick Deshaux. Bernie or that ELC. And tell him to sit on the bench behind uh, Samuel Montembeau. I don't think that's going to happen because if they were going to sign D-Show and do that route of things, they would have done so already. They still have to sign him if they want to keep his rights. Otherwise, he will go to UFA or free agent status and the Canadians will lose his exclusive rights. I kind of want that one because it's the most chaotic. He's going to come over. He's going to have his European pads, which are plastered with uh, advertisements and everything. And I kind of want to see it just because for Lundo's colors being red and green and white with the advertisements on there is going to look amazing with the Canadians jerseys. Not amazing in a good way, amazing in a what the hell is that kind of way. Or they can, you know, just sign anyone off the street. Apparently I I don't think they're going to do any of these things, unfortunately, though, because there's still two games left and Jake Allen is healthy enough to travel with the team. The only thing I can see them doing is when they go back to Montreal for the game against the Bruins, recalling Caden Primo. He doesn't have to play against the Bruins. He probably he shouldn't play against the Bruins. And then just have him sit the bench. Jake Allen will be out. And then he goes back to the Rocket and plays on Friday night against the Syracuse Crunch in the last Rocket game of the season. 
it's a fun theory to think about. Uh, I am happy to be corrected if I've kind of got my timelines on things wrong here because this whole CBA bit, it, it got a little bit confusing to me because I'm like, hold on, they're being allowed to do this despite doing this, despite doing this and doing this and doing this and doing that and that. It's confusing, but I understand how Toronto was going through and doing all this. I personally would love to see the Canadians get creative with their cap space like this because there was the year they signed Caulfield. They didn't have space to call them up because of their cap things. Make it work. Get creative. You have a guy for this. And John Sedgwick's very good at what he does. Let's get creative. Let's get chaotic because that's the best way that hockey goes. That is about all I've got for today's show. And now that I have finished recording everything, they're going to sign Frederick D show. And the show will be partially out of date at that point. You can then tweet us your concerns at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter. You can tweet myself at Scott Matla. You can tweet my co-host at the active stick. She should be back for tomorrow's post game. Assuming all computer things go well, Laura will be back for that. Make sure you Subscribe wherever you get your daily podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube and ring the bell to get notified every time we post a brand new episode. We're going to be recapping the Rocket game. We're going to be recapping the Habs game. We're going to find stuff to talk about because there is always stuff to talk about when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. And then on Friday, the mailbag is back with the two of us, which means it's always going to be a good time. We have one more Habs game to recap a potential Rocket playoff preview, and then we are going to jam so much prospect content in your face. You're not going to know when to you know stop consuming that. And we hope you consume it right through to the NHL draft. And then after that, when we review that, that is the, that is the mini roadmap there, folks. I've been your host. You've all been wonderful, and we will see you all next time.